0: baby! Spud here. I've met a lot of people, and i played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where How y'all making? Thanks for joining me this evening here on the Spudcast podcast. While I'm talking out my ass with State Representative Larry Freeman from the North Shore, he has a bill... Uh, to protect your Second Amendment rights in case the Feds decide to tax you out of uh, oblivion here if you try to buy a gun or ammunition or anything to go with that. So we'll talk to him about that, whether or not it's going to fly, and what happens if it passes but the Feds still want to do it. All that coming up right after this here on the Spike Cast Podcast. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast, to coffee and chicory, to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster, or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla, or King Cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish coffee. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration. My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Sarantin service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your A.C. running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831. Tell them Spud sent you. Okay, so I'm talking to uh, <clears throat> State Representative Larry Freeman. And I am going to say this, Larry. I'm going to say this. Uh, because this is the third time I've interviewed Larry and we've had some kind of technical snafus the first two times. So I'm sitting here with my shoes off and my toes crossed and my fingers crossed that we get through this interview because it's fascinating what we're going to talk about. And and you're, uh, you're a heck of a nice guy and a smart guy. And I'm glad you're joining me today. So thanks a bunch.
1: Well, thank you, Spot. I appreciate you having me on your show. And I'm looking forward to our, our third interview and hopefully freeze a charm. <laughs> yeah,
0: really. Well, I hope I get it right this time. Well, actually, you know, I, all the information was correct. It was a shame that it got lost, but it got lost. But now we're back again. This is the deal. So uh, Larry is a, a freshman state representative from the North Shore. Uh, he and by the way, I, I just I interviewed uh, I interviewed uh, Kirk Talbot and he told me to tell you, hey, so, uh, oh,
1: great, yeah. good, good friend of mine. Yes,
0: yeah, good guy. And he owns Lucky Dogs, so he's frankly everybody's friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I called him. I didn't call him because he's a an politician, I called him to talk about Lucky Dogs. But okay, so you're a freshman uh, uh, state rep, and you were introducing House Bill 118, which is a piece of legislation. And we've all heard about sanctuary cities, uh, and we've all heard about sanctuary states. And now there are several states, uh, and and we will probably be the next one in that row. Uh, and I learned all this because of the two interviews that didn't make it, there, Larry. But uh, you are passing or introducing legislation in this upcoming session that will basically is is the term "making us a Second Amendment sanctuary state" correct, or ex- exactly what you're hoping to accomplish with this with House Bill One Eighteen?
1: Well, Spud, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good reference as a as a sanctuary state. the The bill is actually uh, called I call it the Louisiana Firearms Protection Act, okay. and as you said, it does kind of set us up as a sanctuary state. But to get a little bit more detailed, this bill is it was was uh, a. a brainchild of mine because of the things that are coming out of Washington, Uh, the gun control issues, gun banning, uh, banning all that stuff,
0: that comes out every every year, (laughs) you know, I mean, there's always some kind of additional trying to push for gun bans, just like the Nazis did.
1: So. Well, well, that's true, and, and but unfortunately, as we sit here today, we have a Democrat president, a Democrat House, and a Democrat Senate, so I'm really concerned about our, our Second Amendment uh, rights here in Louisiana. And what I did, I looked at three different states, Texas, Nebraska, and, and uh, Missouri, and I took the bills that were introduced in those states, and I took the good parts out of it that I liked, and I built – basically my own bill, and what this bill does, it, it says that if the federal government uh, passes a law or an executive order or some t- type of levy or tax that in some way infringes upon our Second Amendment rights under the, uh, under the federal constitution or under our state constitution for our, our uh, ability to keep and bear arms, this bill says that the state, the parish, or local law enforcement agencies and officials are precluded from enforcing those laws against the citizens of, of Louisiana. And it really, it, it, it does not pre- prevent the federal government from coming into Louisiana to, to enforce their laws, but it puts up a hurdle where our local uh, and parish and state officials will not assist them in uh, enforcing their laws. So oh. th- that's what this bill does.
0: If if but okay. So basically, uh, they cannot use our local law enforcement, to, any from the state level on down, to do their dirty work for them. If they want to come in and start putting extra taxes or start confiscating weapons, they can't just call up. They can't call Joe Lepinto and uh, and say, Joe, go confiscate weapons. This law will tell Joe that uh, I can't do that. It's against the state law. If you want them, you got to bring down the feds. Now, they can. Can't the feds nationalize, uh, federalize, uh, uh, you know, uh, National Guard troops? I mean, that would be basically them doing their dirty work, too. This bill cannot cover that kind of stuff, can it?
1: no it cannot um you know unfortunately there is the supremacy clause uh, that's in our constitution that does give the federal government uh some rights over states but i'm really relying on the 10th amendment of the constitution to exercise our state rights and uh there is going to be a little bit of pushback here and there on it Mm -hmm. but but over overall like you said they cannot get joe lapinto or randy smith into st tammany parish to do their dirty work for them. They're going to have to come in and do it themselves, and it prevents uh, that from happening. The good thing, too, about this bill, Spud, is that if if a local official or a parish official tries to enforce the law that they're not supposed to, the uh, person that they enforce in it against will have a cause of action in court to sue that person. It says person or entity. And so you can actually sue directly to the that sheriff who did it, or the the officer who did it, and get damages from them uh, for doing that. So it 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 puts some teeth in the law mm-hmm. to give some kind not of remedy if yeah. they violate it.
0: Not a paper tiger, like a lot of laws are. But what is well, Why does it not say a uh, person and entity? You know, why doesn't it say both? Because I mean, would that leave it up to a judge to decide whether or not the uh, okay? Well, I'm not going to let you sue the sheriff, but you can shoot sue, sue the sheriff's department. And the judge makes that call. But if the law says both of them are culpable, both of them can be held accountable, not only the, the, the sheriff's office, but the sheriff or or whatever, you know, the, the police officer or whatever. Uh, Can you put like, can you put the word and in there instead of or, and that would even have more teeth?
1: Well, as, as you're speaking, I'm looking at it right now to see, because I, I believe it may say and, and I'm just checking that That's cool. to be sure. I'm um, just trying to find it here. Do you
0: guys actually write these bills, or are there people up in 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 the state house that write them? Because I, had, when I ran for office twenty plus years ago, uh, one of the arguments that one of my opponents had, who was an attorney, saying, "Well, you need to be an attorney to be in office so that you can write these laws." And I'm going. There's a committee that writes these laws. There are people who who write them. You know, physically that gets passed and put in the law. You know. So.
1: Yeah, there's staff attorneys uh, that are employed at the House of Representatives that do write the bills for you. You you tell them the substance of the bills that you want. They will write it for you, and then you work with them on tweaking the language and getting it right. Uh, this bill, they did not specifically write this bill. I, I took the language out of the bills from Texas, Missouri, and Nebraska. So I've kind of put it all together, mm-hmm. and they, they then took that stuff and and made it into the bill and kind of tweaked it here or there but to answer your question the uh the bill actually says any entity or person who acts or violates this law shall be subject to uh these penalties so it it could be the entity or it could be the person itself so it it says entity or person
0: so but it says but i mean if so so let's say let's just say a sheriff's deputy says he's going to confiscate your weapons and uh, doesn't necessarily have the approval of the sheriff's office, you can go after that specific de- deputy. But you can also, I mean, look, I know for a fact that every time somebody gets sued, you sue everybody, everybody, <laughs> people were watching on the side of the road, you sue them too. And then they get dropped from the suit as they go along. So frankly, if something like this happens and somebody's going to go bring the suit, they're going to sue the the, the 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 law enforcement agency because they got way deeper pockets than... Uh, than the per the, the actual, you know, foot slogging deputy that one actually did it. So
1: Well absolutely and the and, but but you also have to believe that the deputy is not acting alone. if they were to violate this law, they would be violating it by some higher authority that's ordering them to go do it. So yeah, well, you would you would definitely sue the uh the sheriff's department as well as the deputy.
0: Yeah. Well, that would be if if there was more than one occasion, I would say. That's the, probably the case. But again, they're going to sue everybody. I uh, you know. I
1: You're a lawyer. I mean, come on. <laughs> Call <Come on>, Harry. <laughs> well, oh, well, well, of course, you always want to make sure you have somebody who can afford to pay the judgment. But really what this is this is about is this is hopefully going to deter yeah. um nope. anybody from violating this law in the state, parish or local authority.
0: And how much uh how much pushback you think you're going to get from outside the state? How much money is going to pour in uh especially with all the stuff that's going on right now? How much money is going to pour in to try to table this before it even gets off, you know, out of committee?
1: You know, Spud, I'm actually optimistic about this bill, and the reason I'm optimistic is because this bill does not grant any greater rights to the citizens that we already have. So we're not we're not expanding rights here. We're just trying to protect the ones we have. So I'm hoping this will be a bipartisan bill and I can get some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle to support this. And hopefully if we get it to the governor's desk with the governor being, uh, have been pro second amendment for the most part during his term, I feel pretty confident that he may sign this bill. Cool, all right, let's
0: step away for a second. When we come back, let's talk about that other bill. I can't remember the number. But there's another bill about um, about being uh, about carry permits, and this state is an open carry state, uh, but you have to you know take a class and pay a fee to carry concealed. And uh, I remember from our last conversation, you guys called it the uh, the what the the coat bill or the uh, something. The
1: constitu- Well, it's a constitutional carry bill.
0: Yeah, and but it,
1: we call it a coat tax.
0: The coat tax. A coat yeah. tax. Yeah. Cool. So when right. we get back, we'll talk with the coat about the coat tax. Uh, State Rep. Larry Freeman is my guest. You can find out more about him by going to uh, legis.la.gov and look him up. And, look, and you could do that. You should do that every year and see what kind of bills are being introduced. It's very easy to look at the breakdowns of all of them. So we'll talk about the constitutional carry bill. When we get back here on this podcast, talking up my ass with State Rep. Larry Freeman, back with more right after this. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Brandner. The guy Gambit Readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he, he's been on that super lawyers list longer than I can remember. But you don't make it number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brandner does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brandner. 345-1111. Spud here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch resistant lenses, dustbusters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps. The list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing because the next generation of space exploration has arrived, and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to ExploreASA.org to find out more. And we're back, and we're talking to Larry Freeman, state rep from uh, the North Shore, the Covington area up there, whose actual, uh, your 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 mailbox is in a Beaver Springs, and I know why it's there, because that's where they make that really good beer. But, because uh, I would have <laughs> I would put a dent in some serious beer, man, if I, if I was... Uh, I don't have the temperament. It's a good thing I lost when I ran... I don't have the temperament to do what you guys do. You know, I, everything I did would be a heated exchange. But uh, anyway, let's get into it. So we just spoke about House Bill 118, which is your bill about stopping, um, not allowing local state uh, entities, parish local and state entities from from doing whatever the feds want to do. If they want you to confiscate weapons, then it's against the law for any parish cop or anything like that to do that here in the state. In this that's state. That's correct. That's 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 the and that's one eighteen. Uh in this state, this state is an open carry state, open carry, which means you can walk down the street with a gun. Um, if you do it in New Orleans, I would venture to say, and probably in Baton Rouge, and maybe even or maybe some of the bigger urban areas in the state, if you walk around with a big old three fifty seven on your hip and you ain't got a badge, then the police are gonna ask you what the hell you're doing and you may get arrested for disturbing the peace, even though is constitutionally protected in this state to, to do open carry. You said, yeah, go ahead. Comment on that one. Yeah.
1: you know that's absolutely true. Uh, we are an open carry state, uh, which means that you can carry a firearm as long as it's open and obvious to the citizens, you're not covering or concealing it in any way. Mm -hmm. Our, our, our Constitution protects that right to do that. That is correct. All right.
0: So, and I, I remember when this thing was passed and there were some arguments put against it. Well, we can't see the gun. Well, it's right there. It's on my hip. It's in a holster. Well, we just see a holster and a handle. We don't know if it's a gun. So it's it's concealed. I'm going, what a crock of shit that is. Who comes up with these stupid arguments? But anyway, so it passed. So you can do open carry. I have a couple of friends of mine and I'm fixing to go get my carry permit, but I'm, I'm holding off going, well, why should I? Because if this law passes, then I can conceal carry, and uh, in this state, and it ain't gonna be nobody's business except when I got to pull it out and use it, and then it's gonna be everybody's business. So first things first is what's the chance? What's the number of this bill, and what's the chance of it getting passed?
1: Well, it's House Bill uh, sixteen. It has been introduced by my good friend Danny McCormick from North Louisiana. Uh, this is he brought it last year, and it it did not get even a hearing or get out of committee. But uh, this year we're bringing it, and I'm a co-author of this bill, and it's really it's the constitutional carry bill. And what it allows us to do under our Constitution without a uh, permit is to carry concealed. As I told you before, we're open carry state. If As long as you have it open and obvious, it's okay. But as soon as you put a jacket on or a coat or something over it, all of a sudden now you need – a permit. And and that permit costs money. You have to take classes and so forth and pay a fee to the government for their permission to do that. So we call that the coat tax, uh, because as soon as you put the coat on, you have to pay this fee. And this this bill will eliminate that. It'll allow us to do that without having the government's permission to Mm -hmm. carry.
0: Now, uh, first off, I know uh, your car is like an extension of your home. You can have a weapon in your home And you can have a weapon in your car and you can carry concealed from your home to your car, from your car to your place of business and reverse. Uh, However, I do know if you get pulled over by a police officer, deputy, anybody, and you have a weapon in the car, it would behoove everyone for you to tell them that. You know, because they'll ask you too. So you got a weapon. I'm going, yes, I do. It's right there in the in the like the, the the side pocket of my car door right there while my hands are on the steering wheel, you know, or it's in the glove box and my and my registration of my car is in there with it, you know. So just because what they want to do is they want to make sure the situation is safe. They want to control the situation and make sure it's safe, you know, because the last time I got pulled over and got a ticket, uh, my license plate was expired. It was my daughter's car. And he said, you got a gun? Yes, I do. It's right there. And they took it out. They ran the, they emptied it. They ran the numbers on it to make sure it wasn't stolen. Then they put it in the trunk and gave me the bullets back. And then after they left, I was able to load it, put it back where it was and on my merry way. And that's what they want to do. And I'm imagining the open carry business, they know who's packing and who's not, I guess. Uh, I'm wondering if you're getting any pushback from any law enforcement agencies, even though this bill is brand new and hadn't even gone you know, in front of session yet. But I would imagine that would be the pushback from law enforcement in that we don't know who's packing and who ain't. And if you're packing concealed, at least we know you went through a safety course and a shooting course, and you have some some means to show that you're not a complete bozo when it comes to
1: that piece you got. Well, Spot, you know, you brought up a couple of good issues. And the first thing you talked about was in your car, if you get stopped. Of course, you know, you you definitely should notify the police officer that you have a weapon in your car, because not only does that protect the police officer, you're also protecting yourself. You don't want things to get out of hand and and, and the the police officer to get nervous and things could happen. So when you, if you just disclose that right up front, usually that they're very good about that. And and at least the times that I've been stopped and I've disclosed it, Mm -hmm. things went very smoothly, but getting to your next point about you know uh, the cops stopping you on the street. They don't know whether you have a gun or not. Well, of course, if you even if you have your concealed carry permit, they don't know if you're carrying concealed. First of all, they don't even know if you have a permit when they stop you. Yeah. They have no idea if you're carrying a gun. So none. Of, this 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 uh, this bill doesn't really change anything in the in that respect. Now, will, will we get some pushback? I, I do believe we'll probably get some sheriffs who may not uh, support it for those reasons but I think those those reasons are are misguided I really do think they're misguided Uh, if we have a permit they don't know I have a permit when they stop me they don't know if I have a gun on me when they stop me as we sit here today the law is not going to really change anything so that's why I think those those uh, those objections tend to be a little bit misguided and, uh, and and I, I'm hoping we can I'm hoping we can solve the problem, but I do expect some pushback there from some some sheriffs, maybe not all sheriffs, because I know some are, are are actually for it. I've 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 heard some from dis- different sheriff departments and sheriffs who are actually for the bill, and then I've heard some who aren't. So we have oh, yeah. to deal with that as we go along through the process.
0: Well, your buddy who introduced this bill is from North Louisiana. How how uh, how urban or rural is the district that he represents?
1: Well, he represents a more rural district up in uh, Caddo Parish. Mm-hmm. He's from Oil City, which is the most northwestern point of the of the state you can go. In fact, his house district is District 1. So he's as far as you can go up northwest.
0: I got you. So, but, but people up there, I mean, look, I grew up in the country. I grew up around guns. I grew up shooting rabbits and things and plunking, and we used to go snake hunting. You know, with twenty twos when I was a kid. I mean, I don't know Peter. Don't want to hear that, but I don't care what they think. But I, uh, my my only, well, I mean, the thing of it is, though, if if they're going to search you, again, you're a moron if you don't tell the cops if they ask you something. You go, I'm I'm carrying and I have my permit on me. But not only that, you know, this state has like I don't know many other states, but a good thirty thirty some odd states also honor our carry permits. So if this state gets to the point where you don't have to have a carry permit, I think people might go, oh, well, I don't need a carry permit. The next thing I know, I'll go carry in Mississippi or Texas or Arkansas, where you are required to have a carry permit. And they go get themselves in trouble because they don't even have a permit to get honored. So I'm just I'm throwing throwing stuff at you, Larry. I want to see what's what.
1: Oh, no, that's absolutely true. Uh, This this bill that gives a constitutional carry right if it passes. It's only good for Louisiana. If you're looking for reciprocity to another state, you will have to have your concealed carry permit because without a permit, you will not get reciprocity to another state. So this bill only will apply to carrying in Louisiana by Louisiana residents. Mm-hmm. It doesn't apply to outside people either. You have to be a Louisiana resident for this to apply to you.
0: So you can't come in here from Texas. Now, if you come from Texas though, or Mississippi or Arkansas and you have a carry permit, then you can carry here in the state of Louisiana. But you can't come over here and just go, "Oh, it's a open, it's it's a carry state." You know, is it an open carry state if you're from out of state? If you're from uh, from Tennessee coming down to visit Mardi Gras, and you decide to go down the street like you're uh, Dirty Harry or something like that. That that doesn't cover you either, does it?
1: I'm not sure about that one, Spud. I'd have to I'd have to do the research on that to tell you the answer, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, that, it just came to me in, in this discussion talking about going, to, you know, who can do what when they come back over here. Uh, but we got a bunch of ding dongs that come down here from Mardi Gras. I said, my right for my wife to show her hooters and get beatstone. That's my right. I said, well, go back to Atlanta and do that trash. But uh, when's the session start, there, Larry? When's all this stuff? And I'm assuming this is going to go to the
1: law enforcement committee, correct? Yeah, we will be we will be going to the criminal justice committee in the House. It'll start there. Uh, both uh, Danny's bill and mine. We'll, we'll go to the criminal justice committee uh, first, and then uh, hopefully we get out of the committee and get to the House floor. And then once it gets off the House floor, then it goes to the Senate side and mm-hmm. do the same process. Yeah. But, uh, the the so- session starts April 12th.
0: And it goes to like June the 5th or 6th, right? Something like that. June the 10th. 10th, okay. What about uh, on the Senate side? Do you, Are there any bills on the Senate side that mirror this already? Or, I mean, this is literally starting from scratch, and it's going to have to go over there you know i mean if you usually usually if you got a senate version of a house bill you got a whole lot better chance of the bill making it to the governor's desk because you already got somebody on the senate side fighting and it's just a matter of doing going into committee and hashing it all out
1: uh well that's true unfortunately i do not believe we have senate versions of either bill uh i believe we're the only ones who are carrying these bills and bringing these bills and and we're the only ones uh in the house and I don't see anybody in the Senate that that's going to be doing a mirror bill. Uh, I mean, we still have some time left, but I have not heard about anybody even considering it.
0: Okay. And you got other guys up there going, what are them whippersnappers up to now? So there you go. All right. So how can people find out more about you, Larry? Thank you.
1: Well, they can go to uh, my Facebook page, uh, Larry Freeman, State Representative on Facebook. I do post a lot of information. Uh, I've, I've have, I have a petition right now up there uh, for my bill. To uh, if you're in favor of that bill, I can sign that petition and let me know. You know that you're in favor of it. Uh, but I do post a lot of things throughout the session, uh, giving people information. And I'm about to do some videos that's going to be up there soon, too. So that's the best way to get information from me uh, about what's going on. Cool. Larry,
0: I appreciate it, man. Thanks a bunch. Hope time this. Hopefully this one will post Sunday night. <laughs> what, a, what a pisser that Well, one. Yeah. Yep. What you going to do. Anyway, I appreciate it, Larry. All right, y'all, uh, wrap it up this podcast right after this. But here, do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hairdryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 947-3392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor over 25 years experience, him and his crew can do anything for you, from hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this... You better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Hey, what you going to do this weekend? You can't go dancing and go to the show because the Corona Cootie's back with a vengeance. Oh, well, I got an idea. Go fishing. Yeah, get yourself a license and insured guide on lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything in every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. And at LASaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos galore from all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to LASaltwater.com and book your charter today. Okay, Uh, Larry Freeman, state rep. So get online, go to his Facebook page and see more stuff about that. And absolutely go and uh, go to uh, legis.la.gov. Or just Google it up and find out what your legislature is up to and whether or not you approve of it. And now with all this modern technology, there's no reason in the world you shouldn't let people know, especially the people who are casting votes and spending your money, what's going on. Uh, Coming up tomorrow on the Spudcast podcast, we're going to talk to Adrian Bruno. And speaking of spending uh, taxpayer money uh, fruitlessly, uh, we're going to talk about privatization of the Sujan Water Board, which I've spoken with Adrian before about that. He's not exactly into privatization, but I'll let him explain that. In the meantime, thanks for joining me. Uh, you can find the Spudcast on Red Circle, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Public Radio, Stitcher. I'm on Twitter at SpudGotDat. And I'm on Facebook at Spud's Friends and Friends. Friends? Spud's Friends and Fans. John McConnell and the Big Teasy. If you'd like to sponsor the Spudcast, or if you'd like to have the podcast emailed directly to you, contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Till tomorrow night with Adrian Bruno. Y'all be safe. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.